0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Tower Casuals, the Destiny podcast here on Boss Rush Games. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Derrigan. Alongside me, as always, is the mayor of the Deep Stone Crypt, now
1: equipped
2: with Hawkmoons, Mr. Josh. Hey! Hi, Josh. Hi, Corey. I got a, I got two random roll Hawkmoons this week, and I'm very excited about that. Yeah? Yeah. How, how, how exactly is
0: this working? I'm very, like... Intrigued and kind of
2: confused. Man, it is. Um, first off, I really, really like this. I don't want to do it for every exotic. Like, I don't want exotics to have random rolls ever because I think that's a pain in the ass. And I do think there's going to be a static one they'll give us at the end of the, like, at the very end of the year when mm-hmm. this particular mission, the Harbinger, is no longer available. Mm-hmm. But man, it's just such a good mission. Uh, the whole quest line with Hawkmoon and with Crow this season is special uh, this is one of the more memorable exotic quest lines in my opinion because like you have to do stuff just to get Hawkmoon and then you have other quests with Crow and then you come back and you do another mission in the EDZ retreading some of the same ground mm-hmm. that, uh, well a lot of the same ground you did in all of the Hawkmoon and uh Crow missions and that's when you get uh your random rolls at the end of it and make no mistake like the mission is hard it is a challenge cause they don't tell you the modifiers ahead of time, mm-hmm. but they have match game on increased solar damage, increased environmental damage, increased melee damage. Uh, of course, all of the enemies are taken. Mm. Um, it's hard. We, uh, we spent a solid like 15 minutes hiding behind a rock in one corner of the uh, final boss room. <laughs> <clears throat> cause you have to take it out in phases. You can't just nuke the boss, unfortunately. Yeah. Um,
0: it sounds it was... like it sounds like that. Uh, man, what was the one strike they took out of Destiny One, where like that you had you could hide behind this one rock and you could just hide there and just chip away at the the uh big guy in the middle.
2: Oh, you could do it in um, Rockets McDickface in uh, Volstark. You could hide behind the boxes and shoot him through the the <laughs> crack in them. You you could hit him right through the crack, Corey.
0: Uh... You always hit him in the crack, Josh.
2: Always hit him in the crack. Always aim for the crack. Uh, you it, it always hurts from the crack. Too. You could shoot through the doorway mm-hmm. in Fogoth. Uh, yeah. if you stood in the right place. The, yeah. uh, the shriekers wouldn't spawn. And if they did, you just ran out the other door and shot him from back there. Yeah. Uh, it was very reminiscent of that. Yeah. with a fire cannon. So basically it touches mm-hmm. you and you die. I was 25 under level because it's a 1280 mission, I think. I was a decent amount under uh, and I was I was hot swapping between weapons since you can do it really fast now. Um, But there is a triumph for doing it in a fire team of three with everybody having Hawkmoon on and never taking it off. Um, There's champions in it. It's it's an experience. It's really, really good. And apparently ours was bugged because we didn't get a lot of the voiceover dialogue that you get. Oh, really? In that mission? Because I was like, man, this is kind of weird that we're not getting any dialogue. Apparently, we had a bugged instance. Mm. Um, but hey, that's why things are going to be around for the whole year. Uh, I do love the ship. I was, I was going to save this whole talk for later. But man, it's just, it's such a special mission. Like if you... I know a lot of people have complained about this season. And I mean, I have too. Uh, in regards to loot and the specific activity. But holy shit. The, the quests from Crow have just knocked it out of the park. I think the high celibate, when it works, is a really awesome mission. Um, I wish all the Wrathborn hunts were like that. Yeah. Um, It would get me to actually do more of them, I think, instead of just grinding them to get my triumphs and get my seal.
0: Yeah. I just... uh, The the hunts just kind of like... I don't know. I just kind of stopped doing them after a while because I just didn't feel like there was really any incentive after a, after a while, you know? Yeah,
2: I mean, once you get your specific roles that you want on the weapons, and I mean, like, a ton, a ton of people don't really use linear fusions because that's taking up a heavy slot. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Deafening Whisper, the grenade launcher, is okay, um, especially if you can get with Ambitious Assassin. It's good if you're good with breach loaders. But on top of that, I mean, or not on top, I guess, like, other than that, like friction fire is friction fire is fine for a primary smg and i mean i'm hard pressed to think of anything else that's like actually worth getting blast butte i mean there's like three other heavy grenade launchers that are better than that and the scout rifle is bad it's bad royal chase is not good yeah so, I mean, underwhelming in terms of loot, but holy shit, the Hawkmoon stuff just knocks it out of the park. Like, if you're gonna give us a seasonal exotic like this, I would love for it to be tied to a quest. Maybe not this long, like to do everything, but I do like that. Like the first time you do it, like when you do the first couple quests that's leading up to you getting Hawkmoon. This is to go in and activate getting random rolls. You can get you get you're guaranteed two drops a week from it, and they're powerful Hawkmoon drops. Uh, as well as the Catalyst the first time you do it, an Emblem the first time you do it, an additional Powerful, uh, Legendary Powerful, and then um, once you've collected 100 Feathers, which, unless you're collecting all of them, is probably going to take you about three runs through. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's going to take me about two and a third
1: Mm -hmm.
2: uh, to finish it on mine, and I'm pretty sure we missed a couple of others to get the ship which you know i think there's a cutscene attached to it from uh the preview that we were seeing in the little footage they released it's really cool though like i i don't yeah i don't I don't know what else to say it's awesome uh, i i love this give give me more exotic quests like this like i love the corridors of time for bashed in last year i like i like xenophage and yeah that's uh that's where that's i guess that's where we're at yeah yeah. Uh you haven't got a chance to do it yet, have you?
0: No, uh I I've, I've been trying to finish up Cyberpunk uh this week just because like I I've, I've been spending I don't want to say too much time, but <clears throat> you know, it's been taking up a lot of my game time, so uh it's
2: taking w- up a lot of my hard drive time.
0: Yeah, that too. Uh it was <laughs> it was so nice to just delete something off my hard drive for once instead of cuz like I have a I have a 4 uh terabyte external Mm -hmm. drive and then i have the 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 proprietary uh one terabyte drive and then obviously the one that's inside uh but man that hard drive stuff fills up so
2: fast i was relieved to be able to take cyberpunk and valhalla off my hard drive Mm -hmm. that alone freed up about 150 gigs yeah i which uh... i immediately took back up by downloading hitman 2 and elder scrolls online
0: yeah, well, that's fair. Uh, yeah, and uh, you know, this weekend I am going to do the Hawk Moon, all this Hawk Moon stuff with with Mitch, and uh, we're going to kind of grind through. He got a Series X, by the way. I helped him get one today. It was very, it's very exciting. Even if, it, even though I already have, you know, the yeah. two, it, like just helping people get them, it's like that rush, that excitement because they're still hard to find. It's like woo, you know?
2: Yeah. Hey, uh, man, I was, I was on Crossroads this week, and we were talking about, and speaking of hard-to-find get, hard to, get, uh, hard to find things, uh, we were all lamenting that outside of Leron, nobody has a PS5. And my <laughs> disappointment was uh, elevated, I think, for the first time today by realizing I can't play the Resident Evil 8 demo. Mm-hmm. Uh, since I don't have a PS5, I can play the next demo later on. But like, this isn't a demo of the actual game. Like, it has the mechanics and stuff, but it's a separate story, apparently. Like, it's a little standalone thing, which I really like. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, that better come to other platforms after this comes out. Like, that's kind of shitty. Mm. But I, I've got thoughts to share about Resident Evil on uh, another show this week.
0: Yeah. But, uh, we'll be talking about it on Arsenal X, obviously. I
2: I can't wait, though. Uh, hopefully, PSO, you know, I, I, got, I got my stimulus check. And it's uh, shamelessly going to a PS5 after I pay a couple bills. So, I plan to get a PS5, Miles Morales, and Returnal here really soon. Yeah. uh, And go Sushima, the best Assassin's Creed game that Ubisoft never made.
0: Yeah. uh, I've been thinking a lot about some PlayStation games lately, especially, like, with the Indiana Jones announcement, uh, really got me thinking about Uncharted and how I kind of want to play, you know, play through that original trilogy again, and Mm -hmm. uh, I haven't... Played Ghost of Tsushima yet? So I want to play that, and uh, so it's. I the thing is, is like I had like I had one in my cart today, a digital mm-hmm. one, and I was like, I can't, I can't right now. So,
2: I uh, I was I'm relieved upon reading today's twab though, um, that you know the confirmation of what is and is not sticking around for the rest of the year mm-hmm. in regards to the season. I don't feel as much pressure to have to be there day one to everything mm-hmm. like let's be clear if, if you and I didn't do a podcast I probably would peace out of destiny for like a month or two
1: mm-hmm. just
2: because I'm trying to get that backlog finally finished like I've got a few switch games I want to play now mm-hmm. and I'm just like I got uh, three houses for Christmas and you and I've already talked about my grievances with the Mario trilogy hmm but I'd, I'd really like to play Fire Emblem. I want to get the Fighters Pass for Smash Brothers. Like, there's too much I want to play. Like, I'm getting into Hitman now. I'm debating whether to buy Hitman 3 because I have 1 and 2's level packs. Yeah. We'll, I, uh, we'll see.
1: But... I,
0: uh, I, I also have Hitman 1 and 2 downloaded on this external drive uh, because, you know, when 3 comes out, like, well, yeah, I'm going to want to play it through that that game instead of like these original ones, you know? So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot to play, you know, like I was, I was telling you before we started recording, like I, like I finished cyberpunk and now I have a poll up and it looks like final fantasy seven is going to win. So like, I'm
2: going
0: uh, to, I'm going to try to stream that next week. And it's like, oh, uh, geez, I, I was really pulling for Yakuza to win, <laughs> but,
2: uh, uh, like a dragon.
0: Yeah. 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 It's uh, it's not looking good, Josh. I was like, man, I'll put Final Fantasy 7 on here just to, you know, just for shits and giggles, as some would say. And uh, yeah, well, I got more shits and giggles, let me tell you. So, um, uh,
2: well, Corey, while we're talking about shits and giggles, okay. let's uh, why don't we dive into this twab?
0: Yeah, I guess we could dive into the twab, Josh. Sorry, I didn't mean to turn this into a. No, no, You're good. you no, I, so I was. I was talking
2: about wanting to take a break. Yeah, my point.
0: My point was like, I I've kind of taken a little bit of b- a break from Destiny aside from like checking mm-hmm. in like once a week, maybe to do some stuff, but uh, because there's too many other things to do, you know. So
2: well, tr- see, Corey, I'm glad you said that because we're going to talk about first off, right off the bat here, we're going to talk about FOMO and we're going to talk about what Bungie is trying to do to alleviate it. Uh, So things that are going to stick around until the end of year four uh, story missions will be able to be launched from a node in the director. That's awesome. That's that is that's great. So like all your crow shit is going to be there. The Osiris mission from the beginning of the uh, expansion. That's that's all going to be stored there. Love to see that. The Wrathborn hunts are going to stick around. The adored quest for the sniper. If you've not done that,
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, that will be sticking around. I don't know if that includes the ornaments. I assume that means I, the ornaments. I
0: assume also. that would mean ornaments. Um,
2: Crow's vendor screen is going to stay on the tangled shore. Uh, they they are addressing that further down. Um, the oh, Hawk oh boom, because of
1: the okay, yeah,
2: yeah, because of the cutscene mm-hmm. uh, that we got. They they're like, yeah, we originally were designing this with the old seasonal model in mind and uh they're like we're taking steps to mitigate that but he's going to basically show up in two places
0: mm-hmm. next season, season i mean it's like the drifter right the drifter is right. in two places so
2: right you'll be able to access crows in uh crows inventory in both spaces mm-hmm. um the Hawkmoon exotic quest and the master activity uh which is harbinger i believe will mm-hmm. be sticking around uh the seasonal seal and the warden title are available all year uh, that's probably the big change, because in the past, you had to get that done in the season. Um, but the seasonal seal must still be earned by the deadline given on the Bungie Rewards page. So I guess that means like if you want to buy the seal, you still have to get it done by the date that they give you. Which they've confirmed they are pushing back, because there is an issue with the Final Triumph. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one where all three players have to complete the Harbinger activity with Hawkmoon equipped. Right. Um, things that will no longer be available at the end of the season include Crows Bounties, um, the Seasonal Artifact, the Season Pass, and uh, Messages from the Field. Uh, I don't quite remember what Messages the Field are, but I think they're just like little white things that you pick up that go to your inventory and you can just delete. They're like little in-game lore pieces you pick up. Um, but the big thing is Crows, crow's Repeatables, uh, the Seasonal Artifact, and the Season pass. Um, which we expected two of those three things to happen, right? So, big deal. It's going to progress like any other season, except everything else is sticking around. Um, Shifting to more of this content after the season ended created weirdness for Season of the Hunt, which was initially designed using the old model. This is why Crow was still hanging around Spider's Lair right after being unceremoniously kicked out earlier in the season. Uh, You'll see other anomalies involving Crow in Season 13 as he'll be moving to a new destination while also remaining on the Tangled Shore to enable Season of the Hunt content tied to his inventory. Uh, Season... There is a typo here. It says Season 13, but they mean Season 14. Mm -hmm. Should avoid these rough edges as its content has been designed from the outset to... Year four, um, so I think this this confirms a couple things that we were wondering. How long is the content going to stick around? They said a full year. How long is it? Basically, it means nine months after the season ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this also, to me, this seemingly means that they're going to shift to releasing like in late October, early November mm-hmm. uh, expansions from now on. I, yeah. If I if I was a betting man, I would say the day festival, the lost ends is probably when the new expansion will Mm -hmm.
0: start. That next season will start. I think that's new new expansion. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that makes total sense. Right. Cause like, I don't know. I feel like you kind of have like these holiday events to kind of wraps up some stuff. Like, I think that totally makes sense. And, uh, uh,
2: the way that they were originally, originally spaced out, um, you know, had we not had the shadow keep delay, for instance, um, mm-hmm. You have been having um, Festival of the Lost about two-thirds the way through is when that would have been starting or fin- and or finishing up. Dawning would have been about two-thirds of the way through. Mm-hmm. Uh, Crimson Days would have been towards the beginning with, you know, Revelry or Spring Event at the end. And then, you know, Solstice to close everything out.
0: Yeah, it seems like I think they're going to – It seems that. like
2: – Solstice... Oh, go ahead.
0: Oh, I was going to say, it seems like these seasonal events are kind of made to, like, be – kind of like filler events in between like like story beats or you know yeah content yeah. drops for the main season like that i think that's what they're kind of starting to position these as and i think that makes total sense
2: i think it, it makes total sense it, it's something to keep the player base engaged those who play this all the time like this is their main game this is their mmo that's cool i like that um, but I also don't feel super pressured to play them. I mean, I played plenty of The Dawning to get my extra Bright Dust because it's it's the easiest event to get Bright Dust from. Go bake a whole fuck ton of cookies, right? <laughs> uh, I love making—I gave Zavala so many y- yaller doodles. He should be fat right now. He should be walking around, like, with assistance
1: mm-hmm.
2: because he looks like Santa Claus from how many cookies I just fed him.
1: Um uh, <laughs>
2: And I like I like the emphasis they did this year on the cosmetics, you know, giving away she giving away special shaders, giving away old emotes, ships, uh, weapon ornaments, things like that. Like, that's what you and I were talking about that with Festival of the Lost. Like, that's what we want to see in these events going forward. Stuff that's been out for that's gone through at least a season in the Eververse store, like Festival of the Lost 2019 stuff. I I want that in 2021. Or mm-hmm. stuff from last year in 2020. Let me have a way to earn that armor, maybe. You know, like, hey, if I didn't buy it last year, I'm probably not going to buy it this year either. hmm So why can't I just earn those pieces or something like that? Like, give that away in, like, those community presents. But it actually felt rewarding when people did the community steps, unless you're one of those people who buys everything, in which case you were probably the one bitching online. Uh, but the rest of us enjoyed getting free prisms, cores, and ascendant shards out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, the next thing uh, that we're going to talk about in terms of padding content for people, uh, there's a change coming to titles. Uh, we kind of wondered when they retired uh, a ton of titles for the first time this past year. What was going to happen to some of these going forward, like Dredgen and Unbroken? Because you can only you can earn those once, whereas Grandmaster Night, the Grandmaster Nightfall one, which is Conqueror and, um, call um, Flawless for Trials, Mm -hmm. you can earn those every season. Um, so Bungie's come up with what I think is a unique way to keep these titles going. Uh, all four of these are going to be able to be earned every season now, starting with season 13 in February. Um, what it is, is, um... What does gilded mean? So let's explain what gilded means. So starting in season 13, if you've completed a seal for one of the core ritual titles, which is Unbroken, Dredgen, Flawless, or Conqueror, you will have a series of additional seasonal objectives to gild the title, uh, which is a series of seasonal objectives, a new border around the seal in the Triumphs UI, a tracker indicating how many times in your career you have gilded a given title, a new color and symbol for the title over your head. So you can show off. I, I like this.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: First off, we're, we're going to get to some examples. Um, They gave us some examples for the flawless one. Um, But I like this. This rewards the people where, again, this is another thing. Like if this is all you play, you now can grind for these titles again, every season. It's going to, it's going to get people back into those activities. Right. Yeah. Um, and I mean, especially if you have the opportunity to like get a physical gilded seal, I think people are absolutely going to, I mean, I'm saying as someone who's probably going to go for it,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: like I'll, I'll go for Dredgeon again. That's the only one of those three that I think is remotely attainable for most of us. Mm -hmm. Um, but for example, we take a look at the flawless one, which is the example to give us, uh, some of the ones they will have, uh, presumably next season. Uh, includes defeat Guardians and Trials matches, win matches while Flawless Empyrean Emblem is equipped, and the player is holding a seven-win ticket, uh, exotic Flawless Package, uh, earn Trials rewards from Saint-14, and carry Guardians their first Flawless ticket. Um, in addition to the regular objectives, so the regular objectives will be done, but like those are seasonal ones. You would have to work on that. So, and they say uh, when the season is over, the optional gilding objectives will reset and may even change to fit the unique experiences of any season. All the base objectives of the title will be preserved and your title will revert to its typical purple coloring uh, above your head. I'm very curious to see what this looks like in game because I'm all about looking like an asshole in destiny. And I want to be that guy. Like, I want people to see like like how they originally described titles. Like, you're gonna see people with these, and you're gonna be like, "Oh shit, how did they get that?" Like, I want to be that guy.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I it,
2: like it, it being used to, that asshole.
0: It used to be like that when ornaments were were first introduced too. Is like, yeah. man, I want that ornament. Yeah. How do I do that? Uh, that guy looks I mean, cool.
2: I, I, I still have people asking me that. Like, uh, our friend Ray's been getting back into the game, and he saw my armor, and he was like. Oh my god, dude, like how did you get all that? I was like, well, like a couple of these pieces you can't earn anymore because it was Iron Banner stuff from year 1 and they right. never put that back in circulation. I was like, some of the rest of this stuff though, like it's from armor sets and like you can't get the pieces individually, you have to buy The whole $15 pack now like I got It all for Bright Dust because I was playing a ton Of Destiny when it came out Mm -hmm. And like I have this custom look That I have like I love love showing Off my raid armor and you know like My girlfriend has seen it and she's like oh how do you get That like some of my Garden of Salvation stuff I'm like You got to do the raids Yeah and with transmog coming Like fashion's about to get a massive overhaul
0: Right because it's Literally going to be fashion over function this time You know
2: yeah Finally, finally, (laughs) we're doing what every other MMO has done after like six, almost seven years of this game. I can't Uh,
0: wait. I can't wait. I
2: I can't either. I'm so excited for it.
0: Man, I wonder. Like, I wonder how Transmog is going to affect competitive. Because you know how, like, when you go into like trials or something, yeah.
1: Like you,
0: like. I mean, I mean, I guess you could go in and like go through the menu and stuff, but like. The, the whole thing was like oh when you like when you have all the guardians facing each other you're like oh well he's got this on he's got this he's obviously running this subclass he's got this weapon you know
2: like so you can't transmog exotic pieces from what i understand so there's like no covering that up and like right now i mean like it still show it shows you on the trial screen like it shows you their subclass uh i think it shows you their super or it tells you what super they're using and it shows you if there were Wearing any exotic armor it lists it there along with their whole loadout hmm. so like you still get told all that stuff mm-hmm. um i could but i i get what you're saying i could see people going in and just like i mean i've done it myself like just wearing legendary armor and then throwing my exotic on uh first match mm-hmm. first round yeah um, and now with like how quickly it loads on consoles, like oh bam that's that's a three second fix or something where i'm changing when we're loading in mm-hmm. anyways um, I can definitely see things like that becoming, but I don't think that it's going to affect the, uh, overall layouts too much. Uh, I think it's just going to be an excuse to look cool. Yeah. I personally look forward to wearing my trials gear, even though I'm not good at trials, but I have almost the entire armor. I
0: still set. think, I still think the coolest piece of gear in the enti- since destiny started is the trials warlock helmet. The... I,
2: I like the trials where I, I like the uh, I've grown to like the hunter one a lot and I like uh, I like our chest piece because I'm on I'm on a mission when transmog happens to have every single piece of armor except for the helmet is going to have knives on it mm-hmm. but I am a I am a firm believer Bungie. I use blade barrage. You give me extra knives. If I'm wearing nothing but knives on me, <laughs> give me extra, give me an extra super or something, or like make it recharge quicker. I don't know. Give me some functionality over here. <laughs> I'm doing this for you. I'm trying to stay in character. Uh, but Corey, speaking of functionality, something that we all liked back in season of arrivals was the, uh, the umbrella ingram. Yes. They're coming back, baby. Oh, yeah. Uh, So, Umbral Ingrams uh, will be returning in Season 13 as well as for future seasons this year. Uh, The new seasonal activity will always provide the fastest path to earning new rewards. We want to ensure that regardless of how you spend your time in Destiny, Umbral Ingrams will allow you to chase new rewards. Uh, You can earn them anywhere, uh, but you can focus on certain activities to earn them. Uh, Empire hunts, exo challenges, nightmare hunts, blind well, public events, ordeals, gambit, crucible strikes, and patrols, uh, as well as insert seasonal activity here. Um, They did nerf how many you're going to get because that was one of the major complaints at least on my end was i'm getting so many my entire postmaster was umbral ingrams
0: i know i i would get like i would play for like two hours and i'd have like Mm -hmm. 10 in my inventory and then i had to go to postmaster and get like you know four or five of them out and i don't know i would just have to like dismantle the low light level i stopped
2: turning them in yeah i had all my especially with how long the season was i had all my roles like a month or two in And I have a feeling I'm going to feel the same way about this. It's going to be like, God, please just clear them out for me or make them quicker to delete or something. Um, (laughs) While it was fun to watch Umbral Ingrams rain down on players in season 11, drop rates were higher than expected. So we're rebalancing this. There will be a short quest to show players how to use the new Prismatic Recaster to focus the Umbral Ingrams. And the quest is account-wide, so you only have to do it once. Uh, It will return as a kiosk with the capability to charge Ingrams into focused Umbral Ingrams, which contain a smaller loot table. Because Umbral Ingrams are here to stay, the new recaster will have different pages for each season, and you will be able to focus Ingrams to the season of your choice. That is a godsend to hear. Mm -hmm. I love hearing that. Um, Because how often did we do something last season? And it's like, all right, I'm grinding for one specific weapon, but I have to choose from like a pool of like three or four weapons. And so I get the exact, I buy the specific thing. I don't want to upgrade this sucker every single season.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And like, I mean, there's a chance I probably won't even touch this initially because I have the roles I want of everything right now from arrivals and from this season. Um, once you have used the recaster, the Focus Ingrams, you will still need to take it to the decoder to claim your new reward. Uh, season of the Hunts Wrathborn rewards will not be featured on the recaster in Season 13 because players can still use the lure-specific weapons and roles. So I guess all you can pull are things from Season of Arrivals, maybe from the new seasonal activity for 14. I don't really know how they're going to approach this. Uh, But I am curious to find out. And then, we have a new way to unlock focusing options for your Ingrams through a new reward called Prismatic Lenses. A Prismatic Lens will unlock a new focusing option so you can target specific armor stats and a narrower collection of gear. You will earn these by doing various activities in the game, and you can track your progress towards unlocking lenses at the recaster. We don't want to spoil everything, though, so we'll let you discover how to start earning these next season. That's that's the kind of functionality that we've wanted, though. Like it was such a kick in the dick to go from the recaster to go from the sundial. I mean, heck, even the Rasputin bunkers in terms of rewards. Right. Mm -hmm. And then that's like the one thing I think they did right in that season. And then to go to this season with the lure, the lure is clunky. It's annoying. I hate the interface of it. Um, I don't even want to do it most of the time, frankly. Like, there's there's nothing to chase. The weapons just simply aren't that good. They're outclassed by in every single category, like, pretty heavily. Um, so here's hoping there's better loot next season, and that they figure out something to do other than just Season of Arrivals gear, because that's yeah. going to be really fun. That's all that's in there. <laughs> like, we all have a million gnawing hungers at this point. We don't need more.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, I hope they change it up. I mean, I th- I think they will, right? Like, I mean, I think.
2: They... God, dude, I hope so. Fingers crossed.
0: Yeah, fingers fingers crossed, Josh. Fingers crossed.
2: <sighs> fingers crossed. Uh, other than that, I mean, we just just uh, there's some uh, known issues here. We had a patch earlier this week, mm-hmm. um, which the notable damage to that i think we mentioned it last week is you can no longer cheese the sparrow race at the beginning of the Deepstone crypt raid
0: yeah that's sad
2: you have to do it legit which i'll have you note i did it legit day one and blew up at the final bubble because i didn't realize there were two mechs there when i kamikaze my way down I <laughs> had to um our friend nerd generalist actually figured out that you could be invincible so we sent him ahead to deal with everything Oh. We didn't know that you could actually do it until the next day. Um, there there is one final note here at the bottom that uh that I want to read. Um, is it the? Uh... A... Oh, go ahead. What? Oh,
0: I was going to say, is it the Halo stuff? No. Oh.
2: Uh, it is. It's about the uh, state of the game, though. Um, mm-hmm. they're they're addressing this because over the Christmas break, um the community particularly on twitter and on reddit got very very upset um (laughs) and did not understand why bungie was not fixing things over christmas break um particularly the pvp player base is very upset right now uh people are swearing oh there's not enough content there's not enough to do um and i get that this year is a little different um i you know i've said it a couple times on this show if i wasn't unemployed it would have taken me a lot longer to get through stuff in Beyond Light. I'd probably still be working through some of it now. I mean, hell, I still have things to do on Europa. I haven't done a Master or a Legend Nightfall yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, all, or not Nightfall, uh, Lost Sector, all the way through yet. Other than cheesing the ending, uh, the one day it was available in the uh, Cosmodrome. I still need to hunt the Penguin statues. I still need to do the Scanner Fragments. I haven't done a Grandmaster at all this season, or ever. Um... I've just kind of been hanging out. I've been kind of chilling and the people who are complaining that, Oh, I've done it. I mean, there's, I still want to do the challenges in the raid. I want to, I want to get Isaac tomorrow. I, I need a trustee. I don't have the scout rifle from the raid yet. And I'm very upset after 13 completions. I still don't have it.
0: I would really like to run the raid again at some point.
2: I, I want to run it. I want to get the rest of my challenges done. I'm like eight triumphs away from finishing the seal.
0: I want I'd to get really
2: like to get that seal.
0: I want to get my gauntlets and I want to get my, uh, what am I missing? The chess piece, I think
2: uh, the only piece I'm missing at this point is the chess piece. Mm-hmm. I, I'd like to get that. Um, but I mean, there, there's still plenty of content to do there. And like if you're a content creator, I get why you're going. Oh, there's just not enough. I'm just not excited. Yeah.
0: But if you st- if you play this game like 200 hours in, a, in like three weeks, like of yeah. course, you're going to run out of stuff to do. You know what I mean? Like right, it's-
2: if, if you're one of those guys who was like level 200 by the end of like week two or three, which was a thing that we were seeing. Mm-hmm. Then you're probably one of the ones who's complaining. I'm. I'm not going to sit here and say that Bungie has done everything perfectly because there are a lot of things that need to be fixed. Mm-hmm. There, there, frankly are. And we're seeing a progression though. When they said they're trying to alleviate the FOMO and have Destiny be a game that you can feel comfortable leaving for a month or two at a time and then coming back to, mm-hmm. with the seasonal model, we're seeing that here.
0: They've always right. said that though. I mean, it, it... They,
2: they've always said that, but they're making it easier than ever now because the last year, the seasonal content did not transfer over like it had in shadow or in uh, forsaken. Yeah. So it was a little bit annoying. It was like, Oh shit. And there was something almost every week. Like I got to log in and play destiny. Like I got to neglect other games. I got to come do it. And then like season of arrivals happened and we got the delay. After like week nine, you were like, Oh my God, I've got this in the moments triumphs done. I could just chill for a couple months. And I'm kind of in that mode now, like I've chilled for a couple of weeks outside of popping into do. I played more Destiny at reset this week, and I played a pretty fair amount of PvP yesterday. That's the most Destiny I've played probably since Christmas, and it felt great. I was coming back after about a month off. I loved it. That's the feeling I should have coming back. I should feel refreshed and not like, oh God, I hate my life. This is terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh. They're trying to alleviate the FOMO now. That's one of the big complaints. Uh, but I want to pull up this conversation I was having with our friend A1 Johnny this afternoon. Uh, he he and I share a lot of the same thoughts and some of the stuff he was sharing with me after reading this. Um, because what this note later goes on to say is... Um, You know, we don't want to lean too far into the we're listening meme, but it's 100 percent true. We take community feedback to heart and are considering uh, community concerns and suggestions as we continue to evolve plans for 2021 and beyond. Uh, Joe Blackburn tweeted on the 19th this week uh, on Tuesday that uh, last year I said Destiny's best days are ahead Seeing what's coming, I believe that more than ever, but we have a lot of work to do to get there. 2021 is going to be a little different for Destiny. Taking time to validate our plans, but expect a State of Destiny 2021 next season. Um, People have been asking for this since like two weeks after Beyond Light came out, mm-hmm. primarily due to how overpowered Stasis is. Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
2: I personally think a State of the Game is a little overdue. I think we needed one before Beyond Light. Um, but I'm glad that they're doing it now. And I'm glad it's not Luke Smith who's... Trot- I love Luke. I'm glad Luke is not the one trotting this out. That mm-hmm. they are having other people get involved in this process. Because Reddit every other day seems to be calling for Luke Smith's head. Like, he needs to be fired. He needs to be cut, for- cut loose. He's ruined this franchise. Like, no, he he hasn't. Please take your Kool-Aid and go sit in the other room. Like, <laughs> the, the adults are talking. Please, please go... I don't know. Go go play Minecraft, or you know, not that Minecraft is a bad game, but like go, go play go play your Black Ops or your Mine or something like that. Like, let the adults do the talking, and then we'll invite you back into the room when you can uh, act mature. Yeah. Um. But I do I do like that they're saying this. Um, and they said they, they say at the very end, Cosmos says at the very end, we still have more stuff to lay out over in the coming weeks uh, because we're we are two twabs away from the next season dropping. Um. Uh, I, regardless of your feelings about this game Their communication You know Can be lacking at times But you can't say it. the community Managers are not deeply invested in this community Cosmo damage. damage Griffin does a lot um, There, There's a lot going on over there Like we're all still struggling with this work from home stuff Like they probably will not be back in the studio Until about the time that we're getting the reveal of the Witch Queen
0: Yeah I mean, even even maybe not even by then, you know? I mean... Right. I,
2: optimistically, probably not until then. And that marks 15, 16... Or excuse me. That, that would mark 16 months for Bungie working from home. They started working from home before anybody else mm-hmm. in February of 2020. <clears throat> We've seen the challenges that go into trying to launch a AAA game like this. Um, I talked about this on both Crossroads and on Arsenal X this week that... You're gonna see a lot, lot more delays. You know, Hogwarts Legacy getting punted the next year. Uh, Jason Schreier says, you know, that's that's the first that's the first one he's heard. You know, that we've all heard it's gonna get punted. He's like, there are rumblings of a lot more. Like, you are going to hear more of these get punted.
1: Mm-hmm. I,
2: we were all expecting. I think it's a mini. It's a sort of mini delay, but I think we'd all been expecting Resident Evil Village in like early to mid March, and that's yeah. now an early. I uh-huh. uh, wouldn't be shocked to see that get pushed a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, see, that one's insulated because they announced it so far in advance and had an in-engine trailer. Uh, Ratchet and Clank no longer has a release date. Horizon is presumed to be the big fall game uh, for Sony. Gran Turismo is still undated. I'm uh, sure God Microsoft of War will get
0: out. I'm sure God of War will get pushed.
2: Oh, God of War is absolutely going to get pushed to 2022. Uh, what Nintendo or Microsoft is doing right now. Yeah, you know, I mean, I took the- Nintendo doesn't have.
0: I mean, look. I mean, you can already see Nintendo's delays. Right, with the the 3D All Stars was supposed to come out last summer. Uh, Pikmin was supposed to come out last summer. Pokemon Snap was supposed to be like their uh, kind of their one two punch with like, hyrule warriors last year yeah. like yeah. and it's coming out what april now
2: i imagine 3d world was probably supposed to be out last fall initially mm-hmm. with bowser's fury mm-hmm. uh i mean there, there's a lot of things i mean even if you're just talking about the length something like three months that's three months mm-hmm. like you are going to see a lot more like these are games that were mostly done or that were ports that we're talking about like we're not even getting into the nitty-gritty of games that entered their main development stage, aka mm-hmm. God of War, during all of this.
0: Mm-hmm. Mass know? Effect was supposed to come out in October, I right? Mean, Halo,
2: Halo got punted an entire year. Yeah. Like so. I uh, like as Outriders, we're, as we're here, I Outriders got Outriders has had two delays now. It was supposed to be out last fall and then February and now uh, beginning of April on April Fools. Mm-hmm. Um wouldn't be shocked to see that one get pushed again, but we'll have to wait for the uh, open beta to see how that goes.
0: I'm just, look, I'm uh, just looking at the game Informer former release date calendar for we're 2021.
2: Right now, even uh, I just had a tweet come up on my screen that, you know, movies are still so start- James Bond just got pushed again to October. To October. Yeah. Uh, Edgar Wright's new movie uh, last night in Soho got pushed uh, to October as well, I believe. I mean, the that Batman got
0: pushed two years.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot of stuff. And I mean, like, these are movies that are done, too. Like, so that shows, like, nobody is confident that we're going to be back to normal anytime soon. And it's just games are only so insulated from that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, had we not had COVID, it's possible that, like, Monster Hunter Rise comes out last fall with Age of Calamity and Pokemon Snap or something. You know, we, we don't know what the exact plans were for some of these. But I guarantee you that's why we didn't hear about Resident Evil 4 Remake today. Guarantee you. Mm -hmm. like we all know what's happening but why bother announcing it if you're probably gonna have to push it at least six months
1: Mm -hmm.
2: work on it in secret and then let it come out you know we're we're seeing this like major expansions are coming out with issues and a live service game is a unique problem to have i think because you're not only trying to develop new content for seasons but you're trying to develop a major expansion and keep the game running patching it etc it's all while not being able to be in the same room as your co-workers. Mm-hmm. So like, again, not to give Bungie a pass or anything. I think the way that them, Final Fantasy 14, Rainbow Six Siege, like I think the way a lot of these live Apex, Fortnite, like are all still pulling this off is nothing short of miraculous, frankly.
0: Yeah. I so, mean, no, I it's it's insane. You know, like I do I have a hard enough time keeping everybody in the loop doing, you know, a couple podcasts a week, let alone developing right. a game would be like it's insane. It's insane.
2: It, it, it is. It is insane. I, w- I want to share this stuff from John though, uh, to get to get back to my original point um, of things that we feel like they really need to address in this state of the game. Um, and this is the big one. Uh, I've beaten this drum a lot. I know uh, Nerd Generalist did the last time he was on with us at our end recap. Things we wanted to see this year: mm-hmm. uh, Crucible overhaul, uh, change systems to make Crucible more rewarding, and obviously, other than new maps, introduce some new game modes. Bring back things like Rift, Skirmish, uh, Combined Arms, uh, you know, which is the mode with vehicles. Uh, do things like that. You know, do these big unique things. Do some timed modes. Uh, and I agree with that you know the rotate I think the rotating ones should be the fun modes mm-hmm. those should be things like oh we get those occasionally like, I don't think Clash should be in the rotate. Clash should probably always be up frankly mm-hmm. like control it mm-hmm. um, meaningful additions and changes to the core strike playlist there's no need to play them other than to slog through uh, the leveling which is true I cannot tell you the last time I did Vanguard strikes or that I did a nightfall. It's probably been at least a month and a half.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I just, I do, I've made it really clear. I'm tired of doing the same stuff after four years. Like I'm just done. And I know like that's part of the gameplay loop. Like, and that's part of the struggle I think is we all hit that point. in Destiny one as well. We're tired of these strikes. Like I'm hoping that with fallen saber and devil's Lair coming back next month, that that'll inject some much needed life like i'll be excited to do those again frankly
0: i mean you know what i you know what i really miss that i can't believe they haven't brought back in some form or like a version of it is prison of elders Uh,
2: prison
0: Prison of of Elders. elders
2: i if i was a betting man i think prison of elders will end up being a seasonal thing um I mean, it I doesn't know, even have to
0: be, be, a- be Prison of Elders. It can be some something else, right. some other right. wave-based thing, right? Because, like, obviously with Forsaken, that changes everything about the prison. But, like, you know, I I just feel like that that was such a fun activity. I feel like when I would jump on for, like, a half hour or an hour and do two rounds of, of, of that, it's like, oh, well, I accomplished something. I got this cool, you know, auto rifle. I got some cool armor, you know. Like,
2: well, and I think they've tried to do like a next generation version of that in a lot of ways with things like Escalation Protocol and Blind Well,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
2: it being wave based and having bosses. And I mean, there's ways to trigger heroics on those. I mean, we have a special set of armor tied to Escalation Protocol along with guns. Like, I think that's that's how they should do it going forward. It should be a free roam thing that you come across. And people jump in to join you. I don't know if we necessarily need matchmaking for it. That dilutes the player base even more. But I do agree we need some sort of horde mode every year.
0: hmm Yeah. Uh, speaking of delays, the Uncharted movie just got pushed too, to next February.
2: It's going to get pushed again after that, too, I bet.
0: Yeah. So... Uh...
2: Oh, he had one more thing on here. Sorry, I... Family thing. Um, change to the leveling treadmill. Uh, something needs to be smoother out here. Um, <clears throat> John plays more than anybody I know. Anybody I know personally. Um, and he's exhausted at the idea of leveling um, his light level again at the beginning of next season. I think this is the He said 250, but it's definitely only 50 next season.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um and then uh, last note, he says, you know, I, I'm all for sunsetting, so I get why we need to keep leveling for that system to work, and everybody wants to progress, but it could be a way it could be a way easier thing to do if we need to do it every three months uh, to keep up. Mm-hmm. Um, sunsetting is the other major thing that people are wanting addressed. I don't want them necessarily undoing it because most of us have deleted so many guns at this point that to undo that would just be a gigantic slap in the face to all of us Mm -hmm. um i think the steps they took regarding the dreaming city and the moon were good steps but they weren't enough i just at this point what's the harm in letting the entire loot pool be available for the whole time then an expansion is available yeah what's the harm in that yeah. Like how many of us are really using moon weapons anyways, but like say with a tweak to a season, something suddenly becomes meta, like loud lullaby is actually useful now as a one twenty hand cannon. But you can't drop it at our appropriate level, so it's useless and comp and in trials.
1: Because mm-hmm.
2: it's not one of the chosen four to come forward. Right. Like I-, I think we need to do that. Like them adding uh powerfuls and you know, unique weapon perks to the shattered throne and to pit of heresy, that's great. Like, that's... end Dungeons are endgame content. They should have that. They should have their own... What's the harm in going back and you know, maybe patching in some armor sets or something. Right. Like, I think there's a lot of things you could do here. And I'd like to see them evolve that going forward. I don't know if we necessarily need to go back and do it in old ones, but definitely going forward, I think every dungeon needs to be styled like Prophecy in terms of loot drops. Mm-hmm. Have a couple secret chests in there. Have two armor sets... I'm well aware one of them is only in there because they took it out of Eververse for that season. Yeah, but I don't know, something like that. Like there, there's pl- we're starting to see them getting there on the cosmetics. Let's get there on the actual weapons and armor now.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I just feel like I feel like in theory the sunsetting stuff is is a great is a good idea to to push people forward and towards new things. But like, I, they they just haven't figured it out yet and like yeah I, I mean you you know way better than i do about this but like i just like how do you fix this how do you how do you make like i don't know i because like one of the things i've been saying online too is like people are complaining why are you sunsetting stuff just to put it back in the loot pool is diff like you know what i mean like you know, I mean that was the that was the thing I was questioning with with the prophecy dungeon, right? Was like they took the escalation protocol weapons and put them in the prophecy dungeon, uh, in the shotgun, especially. It was like that's the only way you can get the shotgun, and it's like, well, why is this shotgun different from the the prophecy dungeon shotgun? You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: I and like I am completely a proponent of dungeons having unique not just unique weapon perks but unique weapons mm-hmm. that's that as far as i'm concerned like that that's a baby raid mm-hmm. that that is end game content that's not something you're going to blow through in 15 minutes like you're going to spend even if you know everything to do in a dungeon you're probably still going to spend about 35 40 minutes going through it mm-hmm. like you deserve to be rewarded for your time not just with a powerful reward but you know some unique armor unique mod. i'd love to see some unique mods dropping yeah
0: like why not
2: like yeah. I mean,
0: we see it in the we saw it in the raid. Like, why can't we get a right. like, like a dungeon make, mod? make
2: them usable across all du- all dungeons and you can only use them in dungeons, raids, and grandmasters or something like that. Like, it has to be in pinnacle PVE. Well, actually. you
0: could, I mean, you could just do tier things. Like, you could like okay, there's yeah. there's raid mods, but then there's also like nightfall and dungeon mods. I think could be in like one category, right? Like, I, yeah. I you could do some really unique things and like. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like it, they just haven't figured it out yet, but I don't, I don't know if it's just taking a while to implement still. Like I know they made changes to their engine, but like, is it still taking that long to implement some of these changes?
2: Yeah. And I mean, I think that part of that does come down to work from home. Like we've seen the backend changes that they made already start to take a big effect. You know, and they they are listening. Like they're telling us their plans for beginning next season. Like people are mad they can't enact it like today. And it's how many of you that are asking for this are actually going to go back to the Dreaming City or back to the Moon to hunt these weapons? I'm going to guess almost none of you. Like I'm going to go for a blasphemer and an apostate because I like both of those weapons. I'll probably get another premonition because it's a good pulse. But I'm not going back to get any of the Dreaming City weapons. I don't like any of those weapons. Yeah, that they have. I mean, I if I'm going to go hunt down weapons,
0: off. I'm going to I'm going I would rather like treat my time wisely and like like yeah. I would rather run the raid with you to get you trusty or something. You know what I mean? Like instead of going right. back to these And I know that that's two totally different things. Like you could go to I mean, these If
2: it was weapons I wanted like that fit my playstyle or that fit the meta, sure, I'd be out there grinding for them. Let's go do it. But I, I think this accentuates a bigger problem and I really hope that when which wing comes out they don't immediately do this to the europa shit and go well that's done with now like no if it's in a raid if it's obtainable in a raid a grandmaster or in an expansion it should be there until that content is no longer there and then that's when your sunset timer kicks in on that stuff
1: Mm -hmm. yeah
2: so i agree with you I, I don't i don't know like short of saying oh every weapon works again and we're just going to take sunsetting out which again i think would create a bigger problem than not mm-hmm. um, and i hate seeing people go like well really all they needed to do was just get rid of recluse mountaintop beloved and uh, whatever the other one was um revoker mm-hmm. like well if they had just gotten rid of those four we would have been fine like that's not the point <laughs> Yeah. The point if is you... They knew they fucked up and they're trying to undo that, but in doing so, it kind of fucked up the economy. Right. So I don't know. Like so- something's gotta happen now. Like I'm I know personally, I would rather see older weapons be reissued before seeing any weapons that just got sunset come back.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like put weapons that never had random perks in first. Mm-hmm and then let's move then you can move to the other stuff like maybe by then you figure out a solution or hey we can pull anything you know i don't know
1: yeah
0: yeah i yeah i I mean i I agree with you i don't really think i have anything else constructive to say about that i just it just kind of it sucks that there's there's still a loot problem you know it just it just sucks and like it just it doesn't seem like Yeah, it it just seems like there's different loot problems now. You know, I mean,
2: there there are like there now there's not now there's so many ways to get everything, which was the problem for the longest time. Right. Like you can pick your loot now, essentially, which I love. No other shooter really does that, but there's not enough that we actually care to keep grinding out these Engrams or these recasters or lures or whatever you want to whatever the seasonal terminology is this time right it's just it's a mm, yeah 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 that's that's all i've got to say on it
1: yeah
0: i I don't have anything else constructive to say about it either
2: and i'm still curious if the vault of glass is coming back next season or not like you know that's gonna i'm not having those raids i see people go like oh well there's there's not enough raids in this game so uh that's my main thing that i do it's like Bitch, you were not playing the Leviathan raids. Nobody was playing those before they gave a season of the raid. Not a single soul was playing those. Right. Do I wish that the raids like do I like there is as of right now, there is no reason for the Leviathan to be gone. Not a single reason. No, we could have left those raids in there. Yeah. And just gotten rid of, you know, been like Leviathan
0: Leviathan. They got rid of Leviathan simply for file size. Reasons I feel like, which
2: is fine. That and that, like that's the whole reason why they did sunsetting to begin with, right? Like they just happen to be able to make a story-related reason, which isn't really holding up a whole lot. <laughs> right? And I really hope they expand upon more going forward because, like, what are you gonna do, sunset Earth eventually? Like, right. come on, like you're gonna tell me I can't travel back to the moon? Like, <laughs> there there are certain. I mean, that was already weird that we couldn't go to the moon in Destiny Two.
0: I mean, the, the, this, the, you have to imagine all these destinations are coming back in some kind of weird compressed form. That anyway. wasn't
2: the solution in the Red War, was just to say, we're regrouping on the moon, guys. <laughs> that wasn't the solution. Let that sink in for a minute. We went to Titan, which is infested by the Hive. We got Cade trapped in a Vex prison, essentially. And Ikora went into seclusion with Doc Brown <laughs> from Back to the Future. Like, what the fuck went through y'all's minds to say for three years? Oh, we're not going to the moon. <laughs> Come on, man. Really? You didn't just go somewhere else on Earth? Right. You didn't go like, oh, let's go to the Cosmodrome and hang out. Let's go to old Chicago. No, nah, we're just going to leave the planet entirely. Because right. they control like this 200 square mile part of it.
0: <laughs> like you can just go halfway that's around. the whole
2: other gripe. But come on. You
0: couldn't just go halfway around the earth, the world, right? Like just to Right. <laughs> I mean I mean...
2: honestly it's it's irresponsible. Ah, uh, yay <sighs> yay yay Man. I don't gosh. like it. I can't I can't do it, Corey. Can't do it. Mm. Mm. But I do have some lore for us tonight.
0: That's great. I want to hear some lore. I've been waiting for this lore for two weeks. As I'm staring at the bungee store, looking at the uh, Destiny Legends Cade statue for $350. Wait, what? The Cade Legends statue is on the bungee store.
2: I haven't seen it. I was... Guys, I'm i pulling up the bungee store.
0: Yeah, it's uh, under collectibles. Uh, where is it?
2: Oh, shit. They have a lot of stuff on here now. I am copying that Hawkmoon shirt.
0: Hold on, I'm sending you the link to the page in your uh, little message chat here. Ugh. There you go.
2: Guys, we're taking a break to see what I'm going to spend my stimulus check nope, on.
0: Still recording. This is all live. It's happening live.
2: I know. We're we're taking a break from the lower corner. Oh, holy fucking shit.
0: Isn't that cool? Isn't that, that is- cool?
2: really dope and, and it's, i cannot in any way shape or form justify 350 dollars.
0: i know it's cool I, though isn't oh, it
2: oh and he's holding a's oh no this is
0: the i think this is the uh the forsaken one right this is him in the the prison because there's a uh, there's the uh one he's of the stepping
2: uh, on uh, he's stepping on one of the barons yeah oh my jesus christ I, nope, nope, I gotta, I gotta, uh, nope, I gotta get off this page. You know what's cool, I though? It's it's it.
0: just as tall, it's just like an inch taller than the stranger statue, so they would actually go together, they would actually fit.
2: So the stranger statue, I think, is the better bang for your buck, because that sucker is 70 bucks, and is super detailed.
1: Yeah. I, I
2: uh, I, want I, I, I do so want to get this, though. I want to get this little jade rabbit, I'm not gonna lie.
0: Yeah, it's it's, it's so cool, though. Uh.
2: Chelsea said she ordered me some stuff from the store, and I'm like a little afraid to find out what it is. Because she won't tell me what it is. I just saw the charge on our credit card, and I was like, when the hell did you spend like 90 bucks at the bungee store? And she's like, you don't need to know. (laughs) It's for Valentine's Day. And I'm like, I don't even know what, what would add up on here that we would be getting. Like, what? I don't know. Anyways, we're gonna move on the lower corner. There, are you guys. talking about
0: this little twenty-four dollar jade rabbit? Yes. Yeah, it's cool looking too.
2: Yeah, I want it. I've resisted buying it for like a year now.
0: Well, it's currently unavailable, so.
2: <laughs> it's on what?
0: It's unavailable.
2: Oh, yeah, that sounds about right.
0: So uh, you are you resisted long enough.
2: <laughs> I resisted long enough to have it be right out of stock, which typically happens.
0: Uh, I want that. I want that Cade so bad, but yeah, right. My wife would murder me if I, dude
2: she, uh, dude. she, Chelsea would kill me if I got it. She's let me buy a lot of ridiculous things, but that's because I keep them under triple digits. Yeah. If I were to tell her I'm buying a three hundred and fifty dollar Cade six statue before she gets her couch, she would kill me.
0: Just say it comes with the couch. <laughs>
2: <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I... Alright, let's I get to some of this, this lore. Alright. So we're going back to uh we're continuing our little series on Cade Six. This is probably gonna be the last week that we read from Cade, because I imagine we're gonna get some, some promo lore by next week.
0: Some juicy bits.
2: Yeah, some juicy bits. Um, we're gonna read uh we're gonna read two uh, two selections here. Is it are we only gonna do two? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll do two this week. We'll do two next week. Uh, this first one is called Full. Uh, ever heard of Andal Brask? You should have. One of the old heroes. Before black gardens and hive gods and that cabal shaped mess we just cleaned up? Yeah, he was something. Hunter part of the Vanguard before yours, truly. More importantly, he was my friend. A brother, even. Andal and I used to run with one heck of a crew. This was before he got himself roped into fire teaming up with the top brass. Oh, we were legendary. Ran scouting parties looking for survivors to lead back to the city. Mapped lost sites where old tech or supplies might still be worth the salvage. <clears throat> Hunted plenty of fallen. Never an easy task, especially in the early days. By early days, I mean my early days. A lot of Guardians been around longer than me, but even in my newborn new life, the city had a lot of growing up to do. And us Guardians had a hell of a lot to learn. Trouble is, we only ever seem to learn the hard way. The Red War. That time Crota woke up cranky and slapped around more Guardians than I can count. The Twilight Gap. All the bad that happened before my time. The Iron Lords and our tussle with SIVA. The Six Fronts. And those are just the headline grabbers. So many lessons learned. So many lives lost. But in truth, I've always felt it's the day-to-day struggles where we learn the most about the world and about ourselves. Being inside the city walls, sure, we're reminded of what we're fighting for. But outside the walls... It puts a face to all we've lost. It puts a reality to how far we've fallen. Abandoned roads, crumbling cities. Ruin, ruin, and rust. But if the city gives us reason to fight for the now, those old dead places always give me hope for tomorrow. Rusted, broken skeletons or not, if you squint, you can see all we were and all we can be. That's why when Andal left the road and joined the Vanguard, me and the crew hoped he'd get the others. Osiris, Zavala... Even the speaker to see what we saw. The city was a refuge, app yeah, but if we hid too long, let all we'd lost get picked apart by pirates and warmongers, we'd lose our humanity. Just like we lost Andal. Uh Andal Brask was killed by Tannix. We've been we've been over this the last couple weeks. Mm-hmm. uh killed by Tanix, and that's what led Cade to having to take up the dare, to having to be the hunter vanguard. Uh, and to his literally lifelong obsession with hunting Tannix. Um, and it's kind of amusing that we still have to kill Tannix a final time after Cade's death. Right. right. Um, I like this because it, it talks it talks about needing to protect the city, but that you can't get the true perspective of what you're fighting for until you're out in the wild. And I think that's funny because so many of us, like myself included, have been for forever, have been like, I want to explore the city. I want to see what I'm fighting for. This is basically telling you, like, you don't need to see the city. You can look down on it from the tower, but get your ass out there. There's work to do. Yeah. Um, I like that. Like it's Cade's one of the very few people I think that has ever truly understood what it means to be not just a hunter, but a guardian. He's one of the few that actually like grasps that. Um, and this next one is called Flop. I play nice with the Vanguard now, but it wasn't always that way. Not that we were enemies. We just tended to see things through a different lens. But Andal, playing nice was his forte. He was always more, I think, diplomatic is the word. Our big play back in the day was get the Vanguard to loosen their leash. Let us explore. Let us lead a new era of, exploration, of expansion. And the riches of the system would be ours. Ours isn't everybody's, of course. we'd get our own cut. In hindsight, we were way too ambitious. Didn't see it in that light at the time, but then again, you never do. When Andal joined the Vanguard, he was our inside man. It was a sweet deal. He would drop intel on new stashes or fallen movements, and Shiro and I would jump the gun, hit him first, claim what we could, deliver the rest to the city. Maybe we skimmed a little off the top. Nothing excessive, just a finder's fee. Probably shouldn't be putting all this out there for anyone to judge. What's the stature on limitations on misspent youth? Whatever. Long time ago. But it speaks to what I'm getting at. I always tried to do right, even if I occasionally got sidetracked. Andal joining the Vanguard was a gift in some ways and a bummer in others. More importantly, he'd made a deal, given his word to me and to himself when he took the dare. I won, he lost. So he left the road, joined the bigwigs up in the Vanguard... And he reminded me of a lesson I've always known, but every now and then would forget. You give your word, you keep it. But the longer Andal was up in that tower, caged, my word, never his, the more he saw things the Vanguard way. Looking back, he was only ever doing the right thing, seeing him change, and in truth, grow as a guardian and as a person. I never admitted this, but I thought less of him, my best friend, my closest ally, all because he stuck to his word Accepted the dare and even when he came Up on the bad end he never wavered From doing exactly what he said he'd do Join the damn vanguard Leave me and Shiro to have all The fun I thought he was a sucker Turns out the only Sucker was me um, So it's pretty clear like you know As we read more of these like these are Cade's memoirs mm-hmm. uh, This is the man who they called Cade We get this book and unlock it after Cade's death. We unlock it throughout the campaign of Forsaken. Um, I like the little nods that we get to the universe in here about, like, you know, they, they were mapping lost essentially, that we then find. Uh, that's kind of the hint that's given to us here. Um, but really giving an insight to Cade's psyche, and really, like, that of whoever becomes the Hunter Vanguard, like, I think that sets us up in a really prime way for the Crow to take that mantle whether it's that or, and we'll talk about this one next week. Cause I, I think I'm finally ready to have this discussion about crow, possibly being the next speaker.
0: Mm-hmm. It's um, been a, that's been a theory floating around.
2: Yeah. Uh, we brought it up briefly at the end of last year and I said, I didn't want to talk about it until the new year because I really wanted to like, I wanted to think on it. I wanted to do some reading, come to a conclusion and I'm spoiler alert. I definitely think that it's in the cards. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's much more plausible than the icora is going to be the next speaker theory that's been floated for like 3 years. Yeah. Uh but
0: I feel like I think it's more likely icora leaves the vanguard than it does become the next speaker.
2: Uh I th- I think the vanguard is going to fracture irreparably mm-hmm. by the end of this year mm-hmm. and it'll be further accented by the witch queen. Mm-hmm. Um not to get too far off task here but um Paul Tassi on Forbes had a really good article uh, the other day saying that a dark guardian is the perfect enemy for us to have to go up against in the future. And he proposed uh, dark Anna Bray from the, from the uh, exo strangers future mm-hmm. that we were reading about a few weeks ago. And the more I think about it, the more I think that if that happens, it's going to be during the witch queen.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: I do think that's when, you know, Eris's story will likely come to an end. Finally, Mm-hmm. um if that is when we take down both of the hive sisters um that storyline the the crota and oric storyline will finally be finished off mm-hmm. uh, even though i thought for a long time sabathune would be one of the ultimate final enemies um i could even see the veil being introduced with the witch queen mm-hmm. um you gotta have something if the hive aren't going to be as important anymore you gotta have something to take that place right and if that's going to be your final enemy type go for it mm-hmm. um There's so much you can do with these characters and I agree. I think especially with the interdiction of Stasis, like it's high time that we have to fight some of these guys. Mm -hmm. Like we've already seen, you know, the in the Empire hunts, for example, and with Aramis, them using the very powers that we can use. Throwing them against us. Like, okay, we're not getting ice axes thrown at us, but we're getting frozen. We're getting hit with, uh, with grenades, with ice blasts, you know, a mini winter's wrath in a lot of ways. Like you're getting hit with some of this. Like what if you had to fight a dark guardian, you know, one that fell to stasis because all Elsie says is that we didn't go down that path. We don't know how many guardians are going to be corrupted ultimately by this. Right. And there's very clearly some stuff still to happen on Europa. Now with the uh with the ziggurat and whatnot.
0: I have questions about the veil. Like what's the rumor what is the rumor about the veil?
2: So the rumor about the veil is there was a fifth race that was planned for Destiny One and that was cut, and it was supposed to be a race of darkness. Most of us assumed this was the Taken, mm-hmm. but from what we've come to understand, it was never the Taken, because the Taken are really reskinned enemies.
1: Right. Like the
2: Storn and like Siva enemies. Right. Uh, they just <clears throat> they act and behave differently with different powers, but they're functionally still like scorn are still technically x fallen right, and the taken are x everything right, so the veil was intended to be a living embodiment of the darkness from what I understand, like there is concept art out there from I don't remember if it's from destiny one or destiny two of the a home world of the darkness. And it's one of the fucking creepiest things I've seen in destiny. Like if we go there, I'm going to be terrified. It's like an entire planet. That's like, imagine that the dreadnought was clean. And then imagine that as a planet. Is
0: it this, is it this one with like the.
2: Like some statues around, I believe statues
0: with like some green glowing underneath. Like, yeah, yeah. Mm Oh my gosh! Yeah, I'm looking at it right now.
2: And I mean, as we've seen with Europa, there is no stature on how far back they'll reach into the concept art to bring a concept or a planet forward.
0: Right? Because I think the, it's Europa, Europa is literally like... the first image they ever released. Was yeah. Was it was the fallen walker with the uh, with the uh, not the captain the uh, the Vandal mm-hmm. walking next to it. it was in a snowy planet. It was Europa. Like it's literally the first page of the Destiny One art book.
2: I am extremely excited to see if we go there since they're saying they're swearing that, oh, we're not, we're not, uh, we're not unvaulting a destination this fall. But the way it was phrased made it sound like, oh, we're not unvaulting. One of the things we just vaulted, but there's still hint, hint room for the, the dreadnought hint, hint.
0: Yeah, like I feel like the dreadnought makes the most sense, especially if you know what it I mean, does. like especially like. Okay, if you're gonna introduce a raid with the Witch Queen, and then you could bring back Unvault the Taken King at some or the King's Fall at some point, and you know what I mean, just like they're doing with uh, Vault of Glass, like that just makes the most sense.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what happens. Like I know it's kind of got off the like the beaten path of War Corner, but I guess the speculation second. I don't know what else you do beyond that. Yeah. Um, and that's a good problem to have, I think. Like, it's so open-ended. Like, the gameplay, uh, or the loot, excuse the loot and, like, the issues with stasis may be problems that we're going to talk about. The, you know, the playlist problems, which we've brought up numerous times now. Mm-hmm. But the lore, I firmly believe, has never been better, and it's never been more accessible. Uh, the pages that you get from doing the Hawkmoon quests... And you get from doing the triumphs related to those missions, unlock a lore book that talks about Aldrin uh, finding uh, Spider for the first time.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That's one. That's one hell of a thing. I don't. Ugh, you know what? Uh, what else do you do at that point, right? Right. So. Yeah. Uh, but that that's gonna wrap Lore Corner for this week. Um, um, we'll do our final installment of Cade next week.
0: Cool. Uh we did receive uh, a question this week. Do we, we did we, do we... I wanna
2: I wanna read the question this week. Yeah, let's, okay.
0: let's do it. All right, cool. Uh let me see, where'd it go? I sent you a screenshot of it. I'm just looking through it right now. Um that's not it. That's way too high. Uh, do, 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 I have okay you read it then because i can't i can't find it
2: so this is uh pretty long uh but this comes to us i believe from george uh first of all just wanted to say thanks a lot for creating such a great casual destiny podcast hearing people passionately talking about destiny and being productive on the flaws in the game is so much more refreshing than some of the toxic reddit threads so thank you for that thank you for the kind words george we uh we appreciate it we love doing this yeah uh on to my question. First of all, for some background, I'm a pretty new player to Destiny, and only got into it properly and beyond Light Drop. I've been loving playing, I'm up to 200 hours already. As much as I enjoy the game's story missions and lore, I feel like there are major story points that are easily missed in the new player experience, and it leaves characters lacking in depth, at least from a new player's perspective. This is particularly an issue for characters like Ikora, Hawthorne, and Osiris, since they mainly just hang out at the tower and only get involved briefly. I know Osiris has a bigger role in Season of the Hunt, but that is more focused on Crow and his character development. And it's treated as if we already know who Osiris is, which new players won't. So, essentially, my question is are there some major story points from previous seasonal content or Destiny 1 that would help players understand the importance of these characters in the grand scheme of things? The game is set up very well for introducing new characters to core mechanics and Deepstone Crypt is an amazing first-rate experience, but it feels like it lacks a little depth on events before Forsaken for people new to the game. Apologies for the long questions. Thanks for keeping me entertained every week. Um, Corey, I, I want to know what you think about this first and then I'll I'll um, give my, my wordier answer.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, I have a few thoughts on this. I think, uh, I think Destiny 2 in general, like if you jumped into Destiny 2 without playing Destiny 1, you're going to you're going to need a lot of catching up to do especially on like, you know, who Zavala is, who who Kate is, especially especially if you're playing Forsaken like you know, if you just jumped into to this through Beyond Light and if you like say you're playing through Game Pass and you just jumped in with Beyond Light uh and you didn't like If you just go into Forsaken, right, and not knowing anything previous to Destiny, right? Like, oh, here's this cool-looking character. He's taking a bunch of guys out, but then he dies. Like, who is the significance of this character? And, I mean, like, we're covering Cade in our lore corner right now, but, like, if you play Forsaken first, you don't have any idea who Cade is and why is it significant, right? Uh, I think think you can go into Destiny 2 without playing Destiny 1 and be fine. Uh, there are some things, especially once we get into the Witch Queen and like how how much does Crota and Oryx play into the next expansion. Uh, Beyond Light, like the, I mean, if we're going to talk about Beyond Light real quick, like the Stranger, right? Yeah. The Stranger. Vanilla Destiny 1, like that was the character that they sort of kind of focused on, right? Like, and, and we haven't seen her since, but now we know who she is and... You know what her purpose is and everything. Uh, Osiris, like if you didn't play, if you didn't play, you know, Curse of Osiris or or uh, you know the uh, Season of the Worthy or anything like those story beats, I feel like are kind of important on why Osiris is at the tower and why he doesn't have a Mm -hmm. ghost and you know that kind of thing. Uh, I I just I just feel like a lot of these characters like it's kind of, man, it's kind of hard to explain because we've been playing destiny for so long that a lot of these characters, we've already experienced some of their stories. And, uh, you know, like, uh, like if you go into, why is, why is, uh, Lord Saladin only in the tower once a month, right? Like nobody really knows his significance, but if you didn't play rise of iron, right. I mean, you know, you know who Lord Saladin is like, he's a, he's an iron Lord, uh, Uh, Iron Banner is kind of like training, you know, that kind of thing. But, like, who is he? You know, what's the backstory of the Iron Lords? Well, they don't really give you that here. Uh, And you really have to dive deep into the lore. Now, like you said, the lore is more uh, accessible than ever. Uh, You can go in, read stuff, uh, that kind of thing. But, uh, man, there's a lot of lore. Like, if you're interested in these characters jumping in now, There kind of is an overwhelming amount to catch up on, depending on how deep you
2: want to go. Yeah, so first things first. um, This is a problem that I've been saying for a while needs to be rectified. Um, My ideal solution is never going to happen. Um, But this is where my biggest problem with calling Destiny an MMO comes into play. An MMO you can always play Whatever story content came before no matter what at least with typical MMO mm-hmm. I know like ESO I can reach back and literally do any of the story content from like the last eight years mm-hmm. um, I don't know if it's a compression thing or what they need to do, but they need to figure something out because It's just it's unacceptable more and more people are having questions like George's and my solution is simply to eventually bring all the story content and all the story content, all the raids and all the strikes from both games should be in this. And mm-hmm. I do think that we are progressing to a point where that will likely happen to mm-hmm. some degree once we are fully PC, Stadia, PS5 and Series X. Once we're firmly on only to, those four platforms.
0: Just to say something real quick on that, I wonder yeah. I wonder if it would be a good idea to have like a. Content condensed version of that because like, I'm not gonna lie to you. I I jumped into Destiny One the other day just to see like mm-hmm. what it looked like compared to Destiny Two and everything and like, at, as empty as that original story is, it is so long. That like all like having all those missions together and that vanilla story and then even I... into into uh, the dark below is like it's so long. Like I feel like you could. I feel this, like you, this was the
2: same complaint we had about the Destiny 2 campaign as well.
0: Yeah, no, I I agree 100%, but this is this is like a, I feel like you could take uh Vanilla, uh Dark Below House of Wolves and condense it into like a you could condense that into like a 12 to 15 mission uh, you know, story arc where like each each story is kind of like four or five missions, right? Uh, I feel I really feel like you could do that um, in some shape or form. Uh, I feel like you could get condensed stories out of these. Uh, the Taken King is a little bit long. I actually feel like the Taken King is a great length for a campaign. It was only, what, about four hours-ish, the campaign. Uh, and then, like you said, bring the raids back. And I actually like your idea of bringing uh, a Crota back as a three-man dungeon. There's no need for that to be a... a, a full-on raid you know uh there's a lot you could do to catch up on
2: yeah i mean i think that one of the one of the biggest steps that they did was to put the lore in game Mm -hmm. so everything and i mean i realize this doesn't address our concerns of things pre-forsaken but that you know the story is kind of accessible i'm not going to tell anybody to do any sort of outside reading um I am going to say that at least we can access this stuff in game, which mm-hmm. we could in destiny one yeah. stupid grimoire. Digital trading cards was where we got the lore from. Um, I would like to see them do a condensed version. I definitely agree. Like maybe even as like, maybe bring all of the raids and strikes back into the actual game, but have like an add on pack. Like we've seen it with master chief collection and with some of these others like you can choose what to install like mm-hmm. what if you could choose not to install previous campaigns
0: yeah like if you like there would be like like you said like there would be like a core there would be like a core pack that would come with the expansion or the season or whatever and then like you said choose to install okay well i want to play the vanilla campaign let me play that and then i'll I mean just it just have them
2: you I don't even think you need to condense them at that point just have the actual campaigns exist like that as mm-hmm. Okay, here's you know Destiny One. Here's the Dark Below. Here's Rise of Iron. Here's Prison of Elders, or because mm-hmm. uh, whatever it was called. I
0: mean, half of those exist already, right? Like half of those locations right. exist already. Like, I, I, how I don't know how much that would take up to like just add mission emissions in there, you know?
2: Yeah, uh, I, I don't either. Um, but I do think that, ironically, like the raids aren't that important. In a lot of contexts to understand what's going on. I mean, like the Leviathan shit is so far removed from anything else that you're like genuinely, if you know who Callus is, you're not missing any sort of story across those fourish across mm-hmm. those four raids. Mm-hmm. You're not missing a single goddamn thing.
0: I would I would even argue that the the only two uh, raids that have any consequence whatsoever would be Crota and 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 Kingsfall. Like yeah, Vault.
2: King's like, Kingsfall, Last Wish.
0: I I meant from D1. Oh,
2: from D one, yeah. I mean like yeah, no.
0: I mean Vault of Glass is like that that really didn't have anything really to do with the, the campaign, right? Like it was just like this really cool thing and the Vault of Glass kind of explained what the VEX were, but it wasn't like tied intrinsically to the campaign. The way that Kingsfall was, at least.
2: No, no, and it's not it's not to the I mean Kingsfall or not Kingsfall, Vault of Glass has Repercussions dealing with the wider universe, right? right? That's, like, that's, that's what, what I meant Like about Osiris and Pray death and people like that. Like we learn about them
1: mm-hmm. for
2: the first time in the vault, which is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we get the books of sorrow out of the stuff on the dreadnought. Um, I just I can't help but feel that at some point they're gonna have to do that because that is that is something that is really gaining traction. Um, that even veteran players are like, this is bullshit. Like some of these missions are really fun. Like, I would love to play the, mi- I'd love to play the homecoming mission from the beginning of Destiny Two, mm-hmm. and I'd like to play uh, whatever the final one is. I think it's called Chosen, mm-hmm. where you storm the city with uh, with just random other players are running through your instance. Yeah, that's one of the coolest things ever. In both of those missions, you have other Guardians running around with you. Let me play those. Yeah, those are awesome let me go do the shit in the black garden let me be running across the all, let me run across the almighty you know to try and turn it off like those are genuinely cool missions mm-hmm. let me do that stuff like let me have a campaign playlist even if it's just like a daily heroic story again or something like let me do it i mean you can take uh, out
0: you can take out the parts in the campaigns where like oh go to this point and make sure you set right. up patrols right like i mean there is right. that really annoying what like two or three missions where you had to set up patrol points in the in the uh uh what do you call it uh, the the main place on earth right now. Uh the That's EDZ. The EDZ. Oh, yeah. Where you had to like set up all those uh patrol points and and do the patrols. Only, and it
2: was the like the only time we've ever had to do that where it means anything is when we established the beachhead on the dreadnought. Yeah. Like, Which... that is actually referred to in lore as Cade's Beacon. Like, mm-hmm. it has recently been addressed, too, by Osiris. Mm-hmm. But I agree. Like, if you didn't play Destiny 1, if you didn't play Curse of Osiris, you didn't play Season of Dawn, like, who are who are Saint-14 and Osiris? Right. Like, why are they so important? Like, why are they best friends? Like, you wonder that. I mean, Osiris is, like, I'm going to let you in on a secret, George. Osiris was never in the Tower before this. He was exiled. Mm-hmm. They only welcomed him back because his ghost is dead now. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason. And they killed Sagira off off screen. Yet another grievance that I have. Like, yeah. There's so many things I would love to see brought back into this. Like I, Drifter's story, Drifter's backstory is basically not in the game anymore. Mm-hmm. Unless you go read the lore. Um, Hawthorne, God, if you didn't play the base campaign, you have no idea who Hawthorne is because they don't. Ever do anything with her again? It's been four years and they haven't done a single thing with that character ever. Yeah. Ever. She is completely, she is as useless as Tess and as Amanda. Like, she is completely useless in this game. <laughs> like, I would love for people to see what these characters went through. Just to, like, okay, so that's why they're actually here. You and, know, like, I think we're going back to the old tower next season. So that's going to confuse people even more.
0: Plus, there's like there's a lot of people who love like just to play Destiny and play through the campaigns. Like there's there's that audience, too. And like yeah. what you're going to give them like a three or four hour campaign every year that they're going to play through and be like, well, I'm done. You know what I mean? Like, I feel right. like I feel like you could bring this back. And that would and that would encourage people to engage in older content, first of all. But like get these people who only play the campaigns. they like. Oh, like there's people who play through play through the Halo campaigns every year, just religiously, right? Like,
2: yeah, I that, mean, I'm going to be playing through the Halo campaigns here pretty soon.
0: Yeah, so I mean, it, it would you would have that kind of uh, thing for for people to do too. It's just like it's just a good idea in in general. Like, you know what I mean? I I just feel like I feel like the campaigns are great. especially recently are are great storytelling pieces uh and like i really loved taken king i really loved rise of iron i really loved forsaken like these are great campaigns and you can't play what uh, two-thirds of the campaigns that ever existed in destiny now so something like that
2: yeah um it's just it's honestly ridiculous that you can't
0: Warmind was cool like it's just i I don't know like i i i feel like it's
2: such a mixed bag
0: especially like even like those little small seasonal drops like i'm glad you can play them for like a year now but like it it used to be like if you didn't play them during that season you don't get to play that anymore you know
2: right Uh, which thank god that they've you know that we addressed that earlier they've gotten rid of that but it's it's a problem that destiny has faced for years now and it's only getting worse mm -hmm. uh well actually it's not a problem that we faced before uh because you could still access all this up until october Mm -hmm. uh it is a problem that we're starting to face now and it needs to go away like Mm -hmm. really badly
0: well i mean you could argue that we did face it when destiny two came out. Cause it got, I mean, you can still go back and That's play true. destiny That's one, true. but like you yeah. can't play yep. destiny one's right. content right. in destiny two. So, I mean, you could argue that point. Um,
2: it's, it's ridiculous.
0: It is. But at the same time, it's like to, to fully answer his question. Like there's no real gameplay before forsaken. Now that you can go back and see these stories. Like you can, you can watch bife videos all you want on these characters, right? Like I I feel like he does a great job. I feel I mean, I feel like we do a pretty decent job of talking about stuff here too. Uh I don't know, and maybe that's something we talk about and, and like uh addressing in lore corner at some point of like this this is stuff that newer players need to yeah. learn. Like maybe that's a segment we do before the next major expansion of like you know how Bife always does like the recap of here's the story up to this point, right? Maybe we we do some of that, like the final weeks of the season, if there's not anything going on of the of the expansion.
2: Right. I mean, that's like that's something that we tried. To, I know you and I tried to do leading into this expansion, leading into Beyond Light was mm-hmm. that's basically what we did from the outset of the show was, OK, what are things that people need to know going into this that? are not accessible in this game because it's destiny one or it's like deep lore stuff. Like what are you going to need to know? Like I'll be honest, like as much as like, I love seeing the stranger back her intro into this game is not graceful. Mm-mm. You're like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like you still don't really know for a little while. Like she just shows up and it's like, who the hell is this running around with drifter and heiress? Like if you didn't play destiny one, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. or you haven't read all the lore and everything else. And it's just, a game should never punish you for not having played content like four years ago. Mm-hmm. It should be accessible. Mm-hmm. Like if you're not gonna let people play it, like give us give us a theater mode to see the cutscenes or something, or see relevant story content. Yeah, that's give something us else. All the, give us all the lore that's ever been in the grimoire that's, or in game. Put it in the game.
0: That's something. That's something I I was gonna bring up too. Is like you know in in Gears Five when you start Gears Five, there's a little. A uh, segment called "State of State of the, of the Gears Universe" and that it, it kind of gives you an overarching thing, and then it says previously on Gears Four, like it gave you the kind of the major story beats in Gears Four, so you're caught up. Like I'm not I'm not saying they need to do all that, but they could do you know those little cutscenes that they have before every expansion. Like maybe you just have like you said a theater mode where like oh here's the story of Destiny, here's the story of the Taken King, here's the story of Rise of Iron. Here's the story of the Red War. Here's the story of Warmind. You know what I mean? Like, and just kind of update people on things that they need to know going into this. Cause like, I'm glad we're talking about Cade now because like we said at the, at the beginning of this segment, nobody knows who Cade is. If they've just jumped in. Right. Like what's the significance of Cade? Even if they jump into Forsaken, he dies at the beginning of Forsaken. So like, What's the significance of this character? Why, why, why do we care? Why
2: still mad about this years later?
0: Yeah. So.
2: But I hope that accurately answered your question.
0: Yeah. And I, and I know we're not trying to sound negative on this thing, but we're trying to be constructive about, like, this stuff should be in the game for people like you. This should. Yeah. I mean, I would love to go back and, like, if they updated some of the stuff from Destiny 1, I would love to go back and play all these campaigns again. I, I like the campaigns a lot. I would love to go through with some friends and play through the campaigns and kind of like maybe not really pay attention to the story, but like talk about, oh, man, remember when this happened? Remember when we got together and we took down orcs like that? You know what I mean? And just kind of like. Right. Right. I don't know. It Again, it's that it's that Halo campaign factor where like you play through the campaign with friends and you laugh and you do stupid stuff and you kind of reminisce about when you played it, you know, 10 times years ago or whatever you know so but yeah i hope that answered your question thanks for writing in george we look forward to more questions from you
2: and everybody else especially like you're you know you're not a veteran player like i i like questions like that
0: mm-hmm. yeah uh so if you want if you want your question read on tower casuals you can email us at towercasuals at gmail.com like george did or you can tweet at us at tower casuals uh, you can join the Boss Rush Games Discord. Uh, we want your questions. We would like to answer more of your questions. So uh, we get we get questions on the other shows, but this one is is pretty light on questions. So yeah, uh, get them in. But uh, Josh, do we have anything else to discuss?
2: No, I think that's it.
0: Awesome. Uh, this was a good show. This was. It was. Uh,
2: it was. I mean, it's a, it's a good Schwab. Like we're going to be addressing community feedback over the next couple weeks mm-hmm. uh, as it relates to the games. So we're winding down on the story content for the season. Um, and as we prepare to go into next season, I mean, we're going to have preview lore probably next week. If we don't have it next week, we'll definitely have it the week after. Um, there's probably going to be an end-of-season cutscene, uh, I would imagine. And yeah, there's there's still stuff to do. I mean, go get, go get your Hawk moons, guys. It's your random roll Hawkmoons. I got one with opening shot, so uh, I have that, and then I have the uh, Parkuzel shot at the end, uh, so I really like that. Um, I know a lot of people are trying to get Eye of the Storm right now uh, for theirs. Uh, so, you know, get get your Hawkmoon roll. Let me know what you got. I'm going to order me that, uh, that Bungie Rewards Hawkmoon shirt tonight uh, because that thing is hot, and I want it real bad, even though I won't be able to wear it for, like, eight months because Texas... <laughs> uh but yeah uh let us know what you guys let us know what you guys think about uh gilded titles about the umbral system coming back uh let, let's talk next week about that because uh i personally got some ideas on more gilded titles that you can do uh such so like a wayfarer 2.0 um and even uh, some improvements to some raid ones so <laughs>
0: Well, Josh, uh, we're going to get out of here, but I want to thank everybody for watching and or listening. Remember to like, subscribe, share, rate, and review wherever you listen to this show. Uh, If you watch us live on Twitch on Thursday nights, please follow. If you watch on YouTube, please subscribe, like, tell your friends. Leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to us. Uh, You can check out all of our content on BossRushGames.com. Josh, where can we find you?
2: Uh, you can find me every Sunday night on this very channel. You can find me doing Arsenal X, the Xbox podcast, with Corey, Jesse, and our friend Colonel Panic. Um, and then you can find me on Twitter and on Twitch as at Josh underscore Finn with two N's. Uh, since we are coming up on the new season of Destiny, I'm going to stream some more Destiny. Uh, I'm playing through Hitman right now, and we're definitely going to go into the medium next week. Because I'm Ooh. really excited to scream like a child. On camera.
0: Ooh, ooh, so uh, spoop, spoopy games. Can't do it. Uh, are you? Are you, Oh, you don't. You don't have a PlayStation yet, so you can't play the Resident Evil Eight demo.
2: I'm very upset about that.
0: Hmm. hmm. Very uh, upset. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can find me at I am Cory HD on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on Arsenal X with Josh. You can find me on the Boss Rush podcast. Uh, and. Uh, you know what? We're going to go twitch.tv slash HD for this Final Fantasy 7 playthrough. Uh, it has officially won the uh, Twitter poll I pulled up, so uh, I guess next week, man. Final Fantasy 7. Here we come. Whoop uh, whoop. Yeah. Uh, I want to thank everybody so much for watching. And until next week, we love you. Goodbye.
1: Bye now. Bye bye.